0: In today's episode, we're speaking to Fred Carey, who is a powerhouse entrepreneur and CEO, CEO of Idea Pros, a company that guides qualified entrepreneurs through the complexities and pitfalls of startup world. With his entrepreneurial spirit, Fred started many businesses in different industries, created many successes, and acquired thousands of lessons along the way. His desire to give back to a community of like-minded eccentrics led him to create Idea Pros, the world's first super venture partner a company that could roll up its experienced sleeves and provide every entrepreneur with the opportunity to see the vision become a real company with a real product he also produces a weekly show for entrepreneurs that has been viewed by over 4 million people let's speak to Fred and find out how he changed his life by changing his mindset let's find out I'm your host, Girl Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Girl Khan, your money mindset expert. And today, I'm so excited. We have the amazing Fred Carey with us. Welcome, Fred.
1: Hey, how are you? Good to be here.
0: Oh, I'm so excited that you were talking to you, Fred. Fred, everyone's heard your intro. They know how fabulous you are. But please, in your own words, tell everybody what it is that you do.
1: So I enable outsider entrepreneurs to become insiders. That's about the, the quickest version of what I do. We we take first time entrepreneurs that have great ideas. We turn them into great entrepreneurs, and we build the product, uh, their first product uh, alongside them.
0: Okay, awesome, awesome, awesome. So that's a great thing. But tell us, Fred, how did you get into this industry? How did you? How did it all begin for you? And you know, I've seen your the list of accolades that you've achieved over the t- course of the time. How did it all begin for you?
1: Well, the idea for, for Idea Pros, I wanted it to be the last thing I did uh, business wise, and I, I wanted to go out in style. And I thought, uh, let me do something that's bigger than than anything I've done. And I created ten different companies, took a couple of them public, had a couple mm-hmm. others acquired by public companies. So I've done some some pretty and raised two daughters by myself, which is the most remarkable of all.
0: But, oh, I um, think that's the I, biggest achievement of all. I think any, any parents who are single, doesn't matter if it's a single mom or single dad, raising children on your own is a mission in itself.
1: Yeah, so that's the, the thing I'm most proud of. But I did do well with the companies. I did well for my investors, for our customers, for our employees. And I wanted to tackle the biggest problem yet. And I really researched what it is I should do, and I found it in my own backyard. Uh, I've been an entrepreneur all my business uh, life. I've had a lot of pain, a lot of suffering, as well as uh, a lot of successes. And I looked at the statistics, and when I was a kid, it was uh, doctors, lawyers, the local business owner, movie stars, athletes, that's who you thought of when you thought of the rich people. And now, everybody thinks about entrepreneurs. Mm. But if you look at the statistics, literally 94% of entrepreneurs that are the multimillionaires and billionaires all went to really prestigious schools. Over 60% of them got advanced degrees from those schools. And Mm -hmm. they're successful, not because they're smarter, they're successful because they know the inside game. And the rest of us are all outsiders. And there's this enormous failure rate for outsider companies. And so I decided to create Idea pros to really make everybody an insider and give give us all a level playing field.
0: I love that. I absolutely love that. So describe to me in your words what you think is an insider and what is an outsider. I think it would be great to have a definition of that.
1: Yeah, an insider has three things uh, that uh, an outsider doesn't have.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, one is the connections mm-hmm. you're going to get from the establishment you're part of. Uh, The other is access to capital. Mm -hmm. And the third is the support system. And those are all the foundational, fundamental things that you need to have what I call an unfair advantage, being the insider. The uh, outsiders amongst us, uh, to show you how desperate it is, the number one failure point for small entrepreneurial companies when they start is they've created something that there's no demand for. Mm. It's ridiculous that, that that's the number one thing, but it's even higher than not having capital is that you've made something that nobody wants. And, mm. and when you get right down to that fundamental level, there's a lot of smart people that had a dream and they focused on that dream without focusing on Who's going to fund the dream? Who's going to buy the dream? And who's going to turn the dream into something real?
0: So I've got a question for you, and I'm, I'm going to give you my example. How mm-hmm. would you classify someone like me—an insider or an outsider? So I grew up on a council estate here. So in the in the UK, in East London, right, really one of the poor areas of, of the um, of London. My brother was um, in that with trouble. He came and went into juvie as well, etc. I excelled academically, even though I'm a I'm a dyslexic student. Excelled, became an international lawyer. I'm I'm a barrister here in Middle Temple, It's one of the inns. Um, I'm also a new York attorney, and I'm now a fully qualified solicitor. So I've been in the corporate world. Yet I'm now I'm now pursuing multiple businesses after being um, a stay at home mom for about nine years before I went through a divorce and became a single mother and whatever what have you. So where would I fit in? Because I feel like because I'm a corporate background, I'm the insider. But because of my, you know, educational and my other background, I'm the outsider. I don't have connections. I don't have and and from all my family except my father, who actually was a self-made would-be customer billionaire at this stage, um, but we had a strange relationship. I he, we had no connections, and then not, after that, I've had no benefit either from money or connections from him, and he's passed away without leaving me or brother a single penny. So. You know, I where would I fit in all this scenario? And yet, I am very well, for most people Standard, very, very successful. So here's my question to you Where do I fit in?
1: Well, the first thing we need to do is dust off that will, and you and I go chase that because uh, I'm a lawyer too, and let's see what we can do about that. But you're an outsider, and let me tell mm. you why. Um, you're actually in the sweet spot of most of the people that I work with. It's okay. 35 to 55 years old, uh, really doing well. This is my sweet spot. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, guessing ages. Uh, that's my sweet spot. I they're-
0: am. I'm right in the middle of that as well. <laughs> I'm right in the middle.
1: <laughs> okay. they're, they're, they're in the corporate world. They do really well for themselves because um, working with me, on that level i have many many different programs but working with me at that level is expensive you have to pay at least a hundred thousand dollars up front yeah. to work with me you give me 30 percent of what the company uh, is going to be uh and and so you have to have capital you have experience you have capital you have the corporate connections but you're going into a whole new world and in that world you're really an outsider you don't have the names of any venture capitalists. You can't uh, call your professor and have them call one of the private equity firms that you're interested in. You don't have that knowledge set and a knowledge base. Mm. Uh, And in fact, those are the same very highly educated, very deeply experienced people in the corporate world that go out into this other environment and really are not prepared for uh, the trial by fire that entrepreneurship is.
0: I mean that much. I definitely agree with. But let's let's talk about that now. So I agree with you, by the way. Um, I'm an outsider, not only to the fact that I'm a brown brown Muslim woman, and I think that you know we have to address the elephant in the room. We ha- there's an Islamophobia, which is a huge huge factor in this in this day and age, for whatever reason, and the media propaganda. That's another story. And I am a female, so I have two disfunctions, being you know from you know from the Islamic background and a practicing one because I'm very proud of my religion, and being a woman. So therefore, I agree, I am an outsider, I just don't use this as an advantage, I, I think it's my superpower, superpower being a you know, brown woman. But let's address the other aspect, mindset. Now, I want you to talk us through, you know, how does, and you, by the way, you're, you're, what you're saying is perfect for this audience, because most people who listen to this, well, some majority of people who listen to this podcast are those people who are in the corporate background, who do have a corporate background, who have um, strong academics, have done really well with the corporate world and are either transitioning or want to transition over into entrepreneurial world, which is what the goal is, and they want to break free, um, but are struggling for for whatever reason. So this is primarily, this is you know a very um, uh, appropriate uh, segment. So how does one work on their mindset? How does one actually transition over successfully? I think I when I look back in my life, had I not taken a nine year a gap, and when I was looking to go back, I I, I had the two choices. I thought I'd either start a business for myself, which up until that moment I failed every single thing I did, I failed business wise, um, and so, or to go back into the corporate world and do 80, 90 hours and never see my children. Right, so I chose right. the the road which was risky and. But because they allowed me to be around my children and I can, you know, be there and I can pick and drop and give them dinner myself. And they don't see the nanny, they see mum. And that was very important to me. Had I not that incentive, had that not been a, a major, major factor in my life, I don't know if I would be here right now. And I'm being very honest. Would I, would I have the guts? Would I have the, the courage to start an uh, you know, entrepreneurial journey? And then obviously having very ups and downs as all uh, entrepreneurship is. I was blessed in a way that I had no choice. It was either do or fail because I wanted to be around my children. So how would someone start working on their mindset if they don't have that strong why?
1: It was, was it two days ago? Two days ago. Yeah, two days ago, uh, I saw a little post about Elon Musk. And somebody was asking him, somebody was asking Elon, how do you encourage somebody that wants to be an entrepreneur? How do you encourage them to go forward and, and, and take that leap? And and he laughed. So basically, look, you got to be crazy to do this. You, you, you can't encourage somebody to be an entrepreneur. It's in you or it's not. And if it's in you, you have to be prepared for all the failures. I've had so many failures. And that's him speaking, but I have as well. Not as big as his, but devastating for me. Yeah. And um, And he said, it's... Your failure, your success is gonna be based upon whether or not you can take a failure as a temporary stopping point to learn more, to gather more information, to pivot, to make the turns you need to make in order to find that success that's down the road somewhere. So you can't really teach somebody mindset. You have to have enough confidence in yourself even when you completely get strong uh, that the right answer is there, and you're going to keep searching until you find it.
0: I love that answer, I, and I I completely agree with that. I think I think there I think there's ways to improve your mindset for sure, but I think that in the 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 desire to be an entrepreneur has to come from within. And I'll share an example recently with someone I know, um, and this person's very close to me, and. I have given them every opportunity under the sun, even to work with me and to come in with me and so forth. And I've literally put things on, on a silver on a platter for them. and I said, okay, we're going to do this and da da And I've given them a game plan, what I'm aiming for. And actually, because I know they won't be able to comprehend what I'm going for, I actually, I lowered it. So what I'm aiming for, I gave them like literally a quarter of that goal. I said, so, okay, we'll get this. And then this will be your percentage. And this you going to come work with me. Do you know the response I got from that was yeah, I know what you want to do, but I'm lazy. I don't think I'll be able to, you know, X, Y, Z. And as soon as he said that, I thought, you know what? <laughs> okay, this is not for you. Thank you so much. Okay, there's, you can't, you cannot get, you know, you can bring a camel to um, to the river, but you can't force it to drink the water. And I can't, I, there's nothing I can do as much as I want to for this individual because he's very close to me. There's nothing I can do. therefore i said okay (laughs) that's your choice and this is mine
1: yeah and if you're listening you know who you are
0: yeah Uh, (laughs) i doubt it very much if he listens to my podcast (laughs) 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 um yeah so but that's that's very unfortunate so i do agree but how did you as an individual work on you know overcoming your fears overcoming that procrastination element being, you know, being in your situation, especially with two young children and looking after two young, you know, children by yourself, I know how, how difficult that is as, as a woman. So I'm not being sexist here, but I think it's even more difficult for single fathers than it is for single mothers, um, just because because I think taking care of children just comes naturally to women because of the childbearing reasons. But having, you know, having said that, how did you not let that stop you from, you know, taking the, you know, leaps and bounds that you have in your career?
1: We have a major choice in our life. And that is: Are we going to follow our passion, or are we just going to do what we need to do temporarily to make enough money to pay the rent, to pay the mortgage,
0: mm-hmm.
1: will uh, whatever it is? And, and and so we have a choice of of trying to succeed or fail at something mm-hmm. we hate that we're not meant to do that we're doing just to make money or we can try to succeed or fail at something that we're really passionate about and we really want to do. And we think it's going to make a difference in us, in our lives and our career and the lives of, of people around us. So why not, if you're going to fail, fail at something you're passionate about because you're going to try harder. If you mm. fail, at something you're passionate about, you're going to get up, dust off and go at it again, because this is what you're meant to do. So when you focus on that and when you realize that, Hey, if you're 40 years old, you may have 50 more summers if you really play it out well. Mm There's not a whole lot of time here, folks. No, there isn't. (laughs) So go for what you believe in. Go go for what's going to make a difference in your life. Go for what's going to make you smile when you wake up in the morning. And if you do that, then failure is not an option.
0: So now I agree with that sentiment completely, but I'm going to play the devil's advocate here. And if someone says, well, that's okay for you to in, but I've got, you know, two or three children and they're in, they're used to a certain lifestyle and they're, um, you know, they're either, even if they're not in private schools like mine were, they, you know, they're in, they're used to a certain kind of, you know, house and cars and whatever have you. How can I risk that and go into entrepreneurship and leave my, you know, my corporate job? I hate my corporate job. But I'm doing it because I'm sacrificing myself for the sake of my kids and I want to make sure that I I provide them with financial security and so forth. Maybe I can do this, you know, once they've left, you know, gone off to university and so forth. Now, that's an argument that comes across quite often when I'm speaking to entrepreneurs. How would you respond to that I hope you are enjoying today's episode. If you want to learn more about my mindset strategies and energy tools to help you change your money mindset, then please register for my Abundance Mindset Makeover Workshop by visiting www.abundancemindsetmakeover.com. See you inside the workshop.
1: Well, I'll give you the best answer and then I'll give you the most realistic answer. (laughs) The best answer is stick with your job. Hmm. You know, entrepreneurship is for people who want to change the world or at least change their world. Yeah. And you can't be prodded into doing that. You can't, you can give up a million excuses of why it's not the right time for you. It's not the right time for you. Hmm. Because if you're going to look, here's, I say this opportunity and perfect timing are mortal enemies.
0: Yeah. They're oh, I, I, I 100% agree with that. I 100% agree with that. <laughs>
1: So if you have this incredible opportunity in front of you and you're trying to make all these excuses, it's not right, my kids, I'll wait for them to get out of school, they're used to a certain lifestyle, um, then just live with that because you're not ready. If you are ready, you're going to wake up in the morning, you're going to find a way to do it. And it might be to take one step into it. You, if you've got a corporate job, you're working 40 hours. you got a lot of hours left in the day and you have all the hours left on the weekend work yourself into it and start building yourself up a a little bit of progress take one step at a time get to where you're going to feel comfortable and then let go of that other opportunity but nobody can convince you to do what's inside of you because if you have to be convinced it's not inside of you
0: i agree and i think that's a great way to look at it that i think taking the personal responsibility and putting the responsibility on ourselves if i'm not ready I'm not ready there's no one else out there who can make me ready who can convince me otherwise i think the way the modern culture is and maybe the maybe the online space as well we are all like looking for that something you know, the mentor or that guide or the new program or the mastermind which will help us you know go towards our goals and help us build our goals and what you're saying here is so refreshing is you are the do or you don't it's like you're the, you're the do or you don't there's no try right so i yeah. love that i love that um and I, that's coached all stuck with me since as a child from, from a young age because there is no trying you're either doing it or you're not doing it yeah. and therefore i don't believe in failures i believe you know that's one more way of le- i've learned how not to do something I'll, I'll pick myself up and do it again failure only comes into existence is when you stop trying when you stop making the effort
1: yeah, exactly. And, you know, I've had a trail of failures behind me. Um, you always, that entrepreneurial journey, by the way, folks, there's no end. It doesn't end. It's not mm-hmm. like you're, you're going to reach a goal and that's the end of it. Um, it's always a battle. It's always a fight. And uh, it can be really, really rewarding and very stimulating. But you have to understand that you're in a prize fight for the rest of your life.
0: Agreed. Agreed. And I, I think that's the way to look upon it. I think most people, I mean, I think the prime example would be Elon Musk. We've spoken about him earlier. He doesn't need to work anymore. Yeah, I think he needs to work after he sold PayPal, actually, to be honest. But he chose to do that and chose to do all his various ventures uh, because he has in you know, inner drive and he works crazy hours for that reason. And I think that's what I think most people are. I think would you agree that a lot of people want that success, but they don't want the sacrifice to go with it? And nothing comes, there's no such thing as free lunch in this world. Everything comes at a price. And most people want the prize without the hard work. And they're looking for that magic pill, that magic button, which would allow them to you know, jump to that success path.
1: Yeah. Let me give you my test. Uh, and it's pretty simple. And it's easy for all of us to, to work on yeah. We all want to be extraordinary. We want extraordinary lives. Yeah. We all want that, right? But we do ordinary things. And so my measurement is when you put your head down on a pillow at the end of the night, can you think of one, and it doesn't have to be major, one extraordinary thing that you did. Just think of it. One, one thing that you did that's extraordinary for me. Being able to speak to you today, that's an extraordinary thing. I'm reaching out. I'm doing something. I'm taking away from my regular workday. I'm reaching out to speak with you, to educate myself, to educate your audience. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's an extraordinary thing. I'm going to put my head on the pillow, and that might be my thing. What do you have? And if if you, in the audience, what did you do? that You want to have this extraordinary life. What is one extraordinary thing you did today? And if your answer is nothing, then you're going to have an ordinary life. You got to start taking little bites of being extraordinary to have that extraordinary life.
0: I love that. And I love that. I think I, we talk about this in, in my mastermind, but in a different way, where every day you're doing something to go in the direction of your goal. And those small steps can become, you can lead to extraordinary places, but you have to start somewhere and take the first step. How about this? Because um, I'm very, very spiritual in, in my teachings and my being. And I think that comes from my religious background, too, because I am um, very, very religious. How much does spirituality and faith in the universe or divine energy, or God play a role in your mind for an entrepreneur? Well, I'm
1: not I, I'm saying I'm kind of a Buddhist, but I got called out on it by a real white haired chubby guy that you would not think is a buddhist at all that really screwed me over even asking a simple question like what kind of buddhist are you and i had no clue that there was more than one so but i am a very spiritual person and i'm driven by trying to do the right thing mm-hmm. and in fact i i teach purpose-driven entrepreneurship and that's a, a, another element that you put on top of everything and when you do that it, it is this the right thing to do that when you have that additional element, regardless of what religion you, you practice and are inspired by, I think that's really the critical element that, that separates somebody that, that has a faith, because when you have a faith, you know, I need to do the right thing, not just something that's going to get me to where I want to go. Yeah. I need to do it the right way. And, and so I think that's because you have that additional element, it does two things. Number one, it makes it harder.
0: Because, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it does.
1: If right? yeah. you can cut corners and do things the wrong way and screw people on the way, then you're more likely to temporarily get there. So it makes it harder. But in the long run, it makes what you're doing sustainable. Because when you give out the right type of vibe, the right type of energy, the right type of interactions with others, it's going to come back and, and pay you in spades, as we say here.
0: Agreed. I mean, I, I, I will say... When you do the right thing when no one's watching, that's when you are being truly authentic and real, and that's because you can never hide from god i mean i I do believe in God, so you can never hide from God, you can never hide from the universe. The universe is always listening, and so you cannot hide from that and and yes, you're agreed if you take if you cut corners and if you um you know. Oh, I'm trying to use a better word. Than that one what came to my mind. If you of fraud people, I think that's probably the better term. If you fraud people or or you know con people, eventually we'll come back to you. Because I mean, you may you may get temporary you know um, success, but that success is short lived, and because you know karma has a, a way of coming back, and a, the longer it takes, the, the the bigger the the slap. I suppose you know the karmic slap as as we call it. But I, I want to go a bit deeper on this how has your you know your mindset and your your spiritual your spirituality helped you you know overcome uh, failures overcome your down because it doesn't matter how strong a person you are and how stronger you um uh, you know how you how stronger you think your mindset is there are times when you are literally broken and the universe has a way of completely shattering you and, and devastating you and it there is a moment there where you need to gather your energy up, and you need to give yourself some space to understand what happened, and process it. And I found the the stronger my faith, the more I was praying, the the stronger I built my connection with my devices energy, the easier it is for me to come back out from failures. And sometimes the process you're working as goes through, you know longer than anticipated. For example, at the moment, my recent um, I'm doing acquisitions at the moment. So one of the companies I'm buying, it's taken a lot longer process than I should have. And, uh, you know, this three-month process ended up being a five-month process and extensive legal fees, um, incredible, incredible legal fees. But we are on the crust of um, completion. But it's my faith that's carried me through that, you know, and, and it's got me through the other end of, of and all through it all, the headaches and all the things that I've been through. So I know how valuable faith is. Now that could be in, in your from the religious texts or from the spiritual texts or, you know, whatever have you, how beneficial is that? Has that been for you?
1: Um, I can't tell you the number of nights where, you know, wake up at three in the morning, staring at the ceiling in a cold sweat, uh, wondering what the heck I was doing and why things aren't working the way they're supposed to. And uh, at some point, you really just have to give in and i think faith is part of of giving in right it's Mm -hmm. just like what is meant to happen will happen i'm here to try my hardest to do everything i possibly can the final result i can't dictate but i know that on that journey i'm going to do everything possible to make it right and literally i've spent the last year like that because with idea pros we were really drinking out of a fire hose Uh, we had we had a hundred thousand applications in two years hundred thousand people saying, Hey, I'll give you a hundred thousand. Hey, I'll give you 30% of my company. That's $10 billion mm-hmm. with a pipeline in my sales funnel. And we could handle less than 1% of that. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I stayed up countless nights trying to figure out what is my solution? How do I do this? How can I, how can I help all these people that want some measure of help, but I can't give it to them. And, um, And I did some very hard things to do. Like in February this year, I stopped taking new partners to kind of look at what I'm doing. How do I, how do I turn this into a bigger, better company Mm -hmm. or continue on the path I'm, I'm in, get to 30, 40, 50 million, and then crash and burn. I don't want to do that. So I stopped taking new partners. I started throwing in my own money into the company so we could reinvent what we're doing. And now we're relaunching with a whole slew of services uh, for people starting it free. Uh, in fact, if you go to ideaPros.com now, the very first thing you see is join for free. And every week, there's a whole bunch of free information that people get on a lot of different levels. But I struggled with that. I'd wake up in the morning, what am I doing? Why am I bring people in, get revenue? Why are you you know I spend a million dollars? keeping this company going for the last several months instead of taking revenue in it and the faith that you're trying to do the right thing for for the the long haul uh, is the only thing that can keep you going and if you don't have a, a basis of faith you'll never do that you' always be looking for the short the short play
0: so here's a question that I won't normally ask but with your extensive experience and you've had number you know and you also have taken a number of companies to IPO them through IPA, what would you say to your younger self who's starting out and who has crashed and burned and is going through, you know, the, one of the, the earlier, well, not later, but earlier, uh, one of these, you know, crash and burn situations.
1: Well, the one thing I would, two things I would say, the, the one thing uh, I would say is be ready because this is a lifelong journey you're not going to make your money and retire at 40 like you had planned mm-hmm. uh when you were 24 which was my thing i'm, I'm going to retire at 40 and uh you're you're not going to do that uh and number 2 uh don't believe every positive thing you hear i mean mm-hmm. when i was 24 25 30 35 and if I was out trying to raise capital or something and I got some positive inclination from somebody, I was out popping the champagne and, wow, this is going to be great. And then it wouldn't pick up the phone after that, you know? So don't basically don't count your money until it clears in your uh, checking account. And um, that's the one thing we get so exuberant with what we believe are opportunities. And I would slow my young self down to say, Hey, it's a journey. it doesn't ever end, and things are never going to go the way you think they're going to go. Don't believe everything you hear. just keep trying just keep grinding and you're going to get there.
0: So here's another question then but there's a lot of people say this and I, I, I'm one of them that a lot of the time actually, <laughs> most of the time in my life, things have not worked out how I wanted them to. I have always had to this day I've always had there's always been a setback before that you know before I've had a major breakthrough. But things have always worked out a lot grander, a lot better than what I had, you know, imagined and what I was aiming for. Have you found this to be the true, You know, have you found this to be true in your case? Yeah, you know, that everything, things always, if they didn't work in your way, they didn't work in your favour. It actually was working in favour, in the grander scale, because eventually, when things did work out, it was a much better way and better than you could have ever imagined.
1: Yeah, not in every case, uh, but certainly there, there have been plenty of examples. Well, in every case, things have not worked out the way I imagined. That part, universal, across the board, everything I've ever attempted. Um, and whether or not it's been more successful uh, than than I had imagined, that has happened a few times. I mean, I had a company called BoxLot that when eBay was first coming out, we came out six months after them and tried to compete with them. We just couldn't catch up. I mean, we we got capital in, we did everything we could. We had better auctions than they had, but we couldn't, we just couldn't make it. And um, it was a choice of deciding to sh- shut the company down or really strongly pivot. And I chose to really pivot. I hired a bunch of engineers because what was missing, everybody wanted to have auctions. And after eBay started getting traction, Yahoo, I, Everybody, uh, Amazon, everybody wanted to do auctions. So what was missing is the foundational infrastructure to really support a lot of like, you know, bid once and then give me your incremental bids and we'll bid automatically for you or bid or buy or reverse bidding. None of those things existed. And so I focused my company on technology. And And within 18 months, we got a contract to be acquired for one hundred and twenty five million dollars. And that's a company I was just going to shutter. You know, wow. and uh, so that's an example. Of, I didn't start out to do any of that, uh, but that's that's how it turned out. So,
0: and I think that's a prime example of how the universe works. It, it wasn't meant to be in the way you wanted it to, but instead of closing the company, you pivoted, which was the way that actually the universe is giving, and you end up, you know, exiting for 125 million. That's the most amazing, you know, example of, of how the universe works. And yeah, on that note, we're going to wrap up. What would you be? Your, what would be your parting comment to someone who's listening to this conversation right now and thinks this is okay for you, Fred? You know, you've got all these examples of you know how to do it and it's good. It's okay for goal too. How do I get started? How? What's the first step that I think I should be taking? That I I know that I have I, I you know have a I want to have a business or have a business idea, but I don't even know what to do or how to even get started.
1: Yeah, um, you know. Do- is a shameless plug for free content. Just go be a free member on ideapros.com. We really, I have covered that question very, very thoroughly in in every aspect of it. Um, And uh, in fact, on on our blog page, every element of being an entrepreneur, there's about 20 minutes in writing and 20 minute video on the subject. So, or if you don't go to to me, educate yourself. I mean, Mm. that is a process. You know, we want to go... I've likened this before as being in sports. You know, you want to you want to be this coach. Somebody wants to hire you to be the coach of this famous team, but you don't know what sport it is. You don't know what the rules are. You don't know who the competitors are. You don't know how to win. You don't know what the prize is. You don't know how to get people in the stadium to root for you. That's how we go into businesses, and you would never do that in sports. So just think about it. You want to be the captain of your new team. Learn everything you can about it. Learn all the rules. Learn all the competitors. Learn all their weak spots. Learn how to get the audience on your side and learn the tools that you're going to need to win the game. That's how you do it. And there's a lot of free content out there, um, but it's it's pretty scattered uh, around. I don't like a lot of the stuff that's out there because I don't think it teaches you how to roll up your sleeves and really understand what you're getting into. But um, knowledge, get knowledge. Don't just jump into this or you're going to be one of those number one reasons new businesses fail.
0: Awesome. Fantastic. So on that note, we're going to wrap up. Ian, tell us, how can we connect with you? And I know you just mentioned the website before, but please mention again. So how can we find you in the internet?
1: Yeah, so ideapros.com, you can find me. You can also, if you want... uh, a minute a day spend a minute a day with me go down to instagram to official fred carey i have about i think five hundred thirty-five thousand followers right now I'm trying to crank our way up to a million maybe you guys can help me get there and um i give advice there on entrepreneurship and on personal development and trying to do the right thing all the time not just uh in the office but at home as well and besides that um uh, I don't know when this is going to air, probably too late, but uh, I am going to be doing the only masterclass at uh, at the business show in uh, L.A. on the 20th and 21st of September. And I am the only uh, speaker that's going to be doing masterclasses there all day long, two days in a row. If you're around, come see me. It's free to get in there, too. Lots of free stuff.
0: Awesome, fantastic! So, if you are listening to us on the podcast, then the link that Frederick has just uh, Fred has just mentioned would be on the show notes. And if you watch us on YouTube down below, in the description section, we'll have all the links for you as well. Do check him out. And I highly, highly recommend at least sign up to the, the freebie that he's mentioned on ideas.com. um, and just go and sign up and at least see how he can support you and help you. He with someone with a vast amount of knowledge that he has, I'm sure there's something that you, both you and I can learn from him. Well, on that note, thank you so much for joining us today. But we have to be back on Money Talkies, but today has been a fabulous conversation. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: And thank you for listening to me and Fred today on a final Feature. I will be back with another amazing guest, finding out how they change their life by changing their mindset. Until the next time we meet, this is Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website,